0: Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. It is good to win. It is so good to win. Over every problem, every test, every trial, every need, every attack, God's will is that we always, Triumph, always overcome in Him. Excuse me, say it out loud, class. I am am an overcomer. overcomer. I am am more than a conqueror conqueror. In in Christ my Lord. Father, we thank you for the day. We thank you for the privilege of knowing you and hearing and having your wonderful Word and your Spirit to teach us. Open up our eyes and heart and understanding and add to us excellent things, O Lord, and quicken us, uh, minister healing and strength and deliverance and soundness, wholeness, uh, shalom and peace to us through your word and your Spirit. We ask for it in Jesus name. Amen. Would you look class in the uh, textbook, the Bible? To Matthew, the 20th chapter again, Um, for some weeks we've been talking on this subject of faith for healing. We've been taking one by one the individual uh, accounts of people healed in the ministry of Jesus, and there's some 20 of those. And if you haven't been with us, we've already covered previously the the eighteen. Go online to faithschool.org and watch any of them, all of them, at your convenience, no charge. Because we've covered a lot of ground to get to where we are today. And the 19th one is the healing of blind Bartimaeus, also healing of the blind men. I'll explain that in a little bit. But it's recorded in Matthew 20, Mark 10, and Luke 18. In Matthew 20 and verse 29, it said, As they departed from Jericho, a great multitude followed him. And behold, two blind men sitting by the wayside, when they heard that Jesus passed by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou Son of David. And the multitude rebuked them. You know, not everybody will be happy. Because you're crying out to the Lord to to get some help. And uh, the enemy will try to shut you down. He will try to silence you. And you'll find he he tried it with them, but he was unable. And the reason they're in the book is because they got their miracle. That's why we want to study them. Because you don't want to study failure. You want to study success. Right? The multitude rebuked them because they should hold their peace but they cried the more they got louder and what they say have mercy. have mercy on us o lord thou son of david jesus stood still and called them and said what will you that i shall do to you so this mass of people these uh, you know maybe thousands of people coming down this road with Jesus and uh, these two blind men start crying out, calling out, and he stops. He stops. Well, the whole big crowd entourage behind him had to stop too. He stopped. And that's what, you know, that's part of what this crowd was doing is they tried to silence these guys on the side of the road. Go, no, look, we're, we're having an, an important uh passage here Shh, you need to be quiet don't interfere with this but jesus is always about ministering to people you know uh pastors and ministers everybody needs to remember uh to be nice to people to be kind right i've seen uh, it's, it's actually kind of humorous, but, and, and it's not. I've, I've been with other ministers in situations before where they got irate right with people maybe behind the airline ticket counter or scheduling or uh, rental car, or whatever thing, you know, and kind of come down on them because, and then they say, Don't they understand? I've got to go minister to people. <laughs> well, these are people. <laughs> right? Behind the counter, that's a people. Do we need to keep these things in mind? Yes. We do. We do. There, there's no excuse for being unkind. There's no excuse. We um, want to get a hold of ourselves anytime you feel frustrated, agitated, annoyed. And you especially have to watch for it when you get tired. And you can get more in the flesh than you think you are, than you intend to. And if you find that you do, let me tell you something that will help break you from it. Repent. <laughs> in front of them. To them. Are you all with me, class? Yes. If you find that you've said something, done something that you shouldn't have done, and you realize it, and, and you, the Holy Spirit will let you know. You cross the line You say too much, you you act too short, you you get rude, disrespectful, the Spirit of God will check you and you need to stop right there. And you just need to, I mean, don't you try to reason anything out or justify anything, you just say, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that to you. Uh, Don't make excuses for it. Just, I'm I'm sorry. there's no excuse. I, I should not have said that to you. I should not have said that that way to you. You know, this is not your fault. This is not. Um, repent. Right there. Everybody say repent. Amen. Right there. Right, there. Right, now. right now. Now, if you'll do that consistently, it'll help break you from that. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> because then the next time you're tempted, you'll go, mm, I don't want to repent right now. I have to do it again. I've already done it twice this week. Uh, Huh? It'll help break you from that. But uh, I've heard even uh, one minister one time, it was just so rude and so pushy with somebody. And I guess he saw, you know, it didn't bless me. I kind of walked over to the side. I wanted a little distance between me and them. And... and, uh, they said, well, you know, that's just my, uh, my prophetic anointing that comes on me Sunday. I thought, you've got to be joking me. Your prophetic anointing? I didn't say anything. He didn't want to hear it. But no, it wasn't his prophetic anointing. It's called flesh, yes. flesh, yes. flesh. No, it's being rude. It's acting like everything revolves around you. And every, everybody's supposed to cater to you and take care of you because you're more important and what you're doing is more important than anybody else. That's just ignorant and selfish and ungodly, not like the Christ. Um, the law of Christ is even being willing to bear others' burdens, not be a burden, <laughs> right? right? Not be a pain, be a burden. So um, they are trying to squelch and and quench these guys. And Jesus is on his way. How many thought what Jesus was doing was important that day? Was it important? Where he was going, was it important? His meetings, what he teaches and preaches, important? Doesn't get any more important. And yet, he's got time. I said he's got time. Oh, somebody say Jesus has, time Jesus has time for people in need. Said like this, Jesus has, time Jesus has time for people with faith. People with faith. Right. And we'll see as we go more into this that the reason they cried out is because they had some faith. If you don't believe it'll do any good to cry out, you won't cry out. If they didn't believe it would make any difference whether they kept crying out and asking for mercy and help, they wouldn't have done it. They certainly wouldn't have been persistent. Even if they'd have said something the first time or two, when the people came over there and shushed them and tried to hush them, they'd have said, okay, all right, all right. But no, they, they must have believed something could happen, Right? They must have had some strong conviction in them about this because they just got louder. They can't see. They can't get out there and do it themselves, But their voices are working just fine. And they cranked up the volume. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. And I mean Jesus stopped. Bring those guys here. Bring them here. Oh, is He a good Jesus? Is He a compassionate Jesus? Is He a gracious Jesus? Has He got time for you? Huh? Now, from a social standpoint, somebody might have called these guys two nobodies Mm -hmm. on the side of the road. Mm -hmm. Right? Might have considered they weren't contributing much to society. But Jesus has time. Huh? Huh? For what other people call two nobodies on the side of the road. Jesus had time. I said Jesus had time. Somebody said Jesus has time for me. And that's amazing. Because he is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. You know what he hadn't got time for? Playing games. I said he doesn't have time for playing games. What, what do you mean? Well we, we talked about this some yesterday. What did they ask for? Notice what they didn't say. We demand healing. (laughs) We demand our rights. Huh? We demand our rights. With who? Now, if you find out something belongs to you in Christ, you can resist the devil, demand that he stop or leave, but you don't demand of God. He's not trying to withhold anything good from you. That'd be foolish to even think that way. They didn't stand stand up and say, we have a right. No. What would they ask for? Mercy. Mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. James, I I want you to look at this for a moment. They'll put it on on the screen for us. James 4 and verse 8 gives a lot of insight into God's Character and how he responds and and how he doesn't respond. James 4 and uh, 6, it says, But he gives more grace. Grace and mercy are connected. Grace, a simple word for grace, is gift. Everything that God's grace is made available is a gift. It's all a gift. Grace is a gift. Say that out loud, class. Grace, Grace. is a gift. A gift. Everything. Uh, the forgiveness is a gift. Eternal life is a gift. The washing and cleansing by the blood of the Lamb, it's a gift. Isn't, isn't that true? Right. Your name written in the last book of life, you... Uh, The the gift of the Holy Spirit. Healing is a gift. Do, Do you understand that? It's a gift. Not something that you earn. Not something that you deserve. It can't be bought or sold. It can only be received as a free. Oh, somebody say free. Grace is so wonderful. Free gift. And in order to re- receive a free gift, all you got to do is receive. That's it. You don't have to qualify. You don't have to do any steps. You don't have to accomplish any pre-qualifications or uh, accomplish any uh, you know completion of any course or or anything. All you got to do is. Thank you. I'll take that. Is that right? And open it up. And everything. Somebody say everything. Everything. Everything God has done for us is on a gift basis only. Everything in Christ. All that we have in redemption in him is by grace. By grace you are saved through faith. Not of works, lest any man should boast. And so all you can say to grace is, thank you. Not I'll try to pay you back. No, you can't. You're not able to pay it back. You you couldn't buy it to start with, so why could you pay it back? (laughs) Quit talking about paying it back. Uh, And when sometimes people say well you know so much has happened for me I feel like I need to try to pay back no you can give but don't try to pay for what you've been given what God has done for you and uh, he said God gives more grace more he's always wanting to give you more he is the biggest giver there's ever been He's the greatest giver in the universe, and He enjoys being gracious. He delights, the prophet said, in showing mercy. Why do you think Jesus stopped that whole procession? Somebody asked for some mercy, right? They are singing His song, right? They they are tuning into the correct channel, right? Right? Somebody wants some mercy? How how, how does that affect Jesus? We can work with that. You can get something done with that. Somebody wants mercy? Somebody wants what they think they deserve? You can't work with that. Why do you say that? Well, keep keep reading. He gives more grace. Wherefore, he says, God resists the proud. That's why I say he, he doesn't work with that. He can't work with that. With what? Pride. And pride doesn't want to ask. Pride never wants to say, "Have mercy." No, pride always wants to act like nothing's my fault. It's always somebody else's fault. And I don't need anybody's help. I just need what's coming to me. Know <laughs> who you don't. You just think you do. Uh, God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. Oh, these are things to remember. You don't come to God haughty. You don't come to Him talking about what you deserve, how good you've been, and all the stuff you've done. Stop that. Well, God, I I mean, I've been faithful in this church for for 15 years. Why won't you heal me? Well, basically, because He already has. There are two prayers God cannot answer. Think about it. We What do you mean? Two prayers God just cannot answer. And millions of people are praying them. What? One is, if you're asking him to do something, he's already done. How can he answer that prayer? You want him to act like he hasn't done it? You want him to do it again? What he's already done, he can't answer that prayer. And secondly, if you're asking him to do what he told you to do, is he going to change and say, I know I told you to do that. I know I told everybody to do that, but okay, scratch that. Uh -uh. We're talking about the word of God. He doesn't change it. It doesn't need to change. It was perfect when he said it and it's right. And you don't need to try to get Him to change. We need to conform to the Word. So we must not beg, cry, plead, God, do this, do this, do this, do this, please do this when He's already done it. And we must not, please, please, God, do this, do this, do this when He's told us to do that. There are things He's told us to do. So here, God resists the proud. But that's not what these two guys were doing. They weren't acting proud. They're crying out. They're showing respect. Thou son of David. Now, for a Jewish person to say that at that point, that's one of the greatest respects you could ever say to anybody. That's they're saying this is they're they're saying fulfillment of prophecy. They're saying the one who is to come to restore the kingdom to Israel. God's sent one. I mean, this is, this is something the scribes and Pharisees would not have called Jesus. They wouldn't, they wouldn't have said that. Too respectful for them. So they're being respectful and they're asking for mercy. Have mercy on us, O Lord, Thou Son of David. And what happens to those that, that show humility? They get grace. They get help, which is exactly what happened with these guys. Keep keep reading in that, Matthew 20. Said, uh, have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. Jesus stood still in verse 32. What caused Jesus to stop in his tracks? It was a sound. Not just a sound waves bouncing off the ear. Heart attitudes have a spiritual tone. You can hear things in a call, in a question, in a confession, in a cry, in a prayer. It's not mental. It's heart. And he heard something that was different from the hubbub and the noise of this traveling group. And who knows what all he had heard through the day, that day, with all these people around. But have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. Son of David, have mercy on us. It caught his ear. What's he hearing? He heard some reverence of God. He heard some respect. He heard some faith. He heard somebody not claiming what they deserve, he heard somebody asking for what he can give. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Didn't the Bible say that the Lord will hear us if we cry out to him with with, with all our heart, that he'll hear us? He said, call unto me. I'll answer you. I'll show you great and mighty things that you didn't know. Does it still pay to call on him today, class? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Does he hear everything that people yell out and call out? No. No. Why would he? Why does he need to? The proud, he resists. Why would the perfect, pure, holy, almighty want to sit and listen to a self-righteous religious person talk about how great they are for an hour? And that they're calling prayer. (laughs) Why would the Lord want to hear all that? He knows. He sees things you had not even noticed yet. Right? Oh, he knows. He sees. And if you start trying to tell him what should be done for you, what's owed to you, what you deserve and all this kind of stuff. He can't hear that. You're living in a fantasy world. You don't even know what's what. You don't even realize who you are, where you are, what's going on. But when you get realization and some more awareness, and when you start to, to realize how big God is, there's been times in his presence that I I felt like a, a pebble at the base of Mount Everest. And he loves us. And we're the apple of his eye. I'm not minimizing what we are to him. I'm saying he is so big. Look up in the night sky. He is so vast. So big. His knowledge, his understanding, his wisdom, so vast. It just ceases off the ends of the horizon and time, what he knows, who he is, what he can do, and so perfectly pure and holy. Do I need to come tell him how good I am and what I deserve? Huh? No. No. The reason Jesus had to come is the best we could do. Our righteousness was like filthy, nasty, rags in comparison to true righteousness. That's the best man could do. The best man could do, trying to be good, trying to be religious, trying to be holy, was nasty and vile in God's eyes. Which means man could never save himself ever, man could never do be good enough to save himself. The only way we could ever be saved. Jesus said, I'll save them. I'll give them my righteousness. Theirs will never do. I'll give them mine. And he came, he was born a man, took upon himself all our sins, All our nastiness, all our vileness, all our ungodliness and and died and paid the price and was judged for it and was raised from the dead free from it and has given us the free gift of the cleansing and washing of the blood and His Holy Spirit and His holy blood and His holy righteousness. And all we got to do, all we can do is say, I receive it. Somebody say, I receive it. I receive the washing of the blood. I receive the holiness of God. I receive the righteousness of Christ. I receive the cleansing. I receive the salvation. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you speak that tone of heart, God hears that. He can work with that. You know what's what. You realize how to how to receive. You know where things are at. And you won't be disappointed. You'll be satisfied. You'll hunger and thirst after his good and right things. And you shall be filled. Our time's up again today. Be sure and come back with us tomorrow. And one of these days we're going to read these other texts here on this account. We'll see you soon here in Faith School.